football is back, and BetMGM is inviting new customers to join the huddle and enjoy the action like never before. Sign up today using bonus code CHAMPION, and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. But I, I honestly think two years ago, I didn't even know what epidemiology meant. So I was yeah, like, I, know. I probably still don't. And that's the funny thing. That's the one you always get thrown at you, isn't it? You're not an epidemiologist and you go, I know, but most of these, neither Dr. Hillary or blooming David Shredder or Professor Jason Leach or Nicola Sturgeon or Boris Johnson, you know, it's like none of them are. You know? Well, that, that, that Dr. Hillary, he just he's on telly every day and he just lies. He just, like, every, like yesterday, I'm he come up with this, by the way. He's what? If I swear, is it a problem? If no, I... It's not a problem at all. I mean, it, what was he saying? 90% of people in hospital are unvaccinated. It's just, and it's nonsense. It's but absolutely nonsense. I think they used a graph from about seven months ago or something like that, didn't they? And use oh. about 90 people thinking like, it's a good thing on Twitter and stuff now. You've got these really intelligent people that are just on it all the time, aren't they? So they're like, it's not me that finds out that he was wrong. You've got these people yeah. like, oh, if you look at the stats and they put all these graphs on it, it's very hard now for them to come out with the lies. Now, I think more and more people are starting to think, I, I don't know if this is just completely about the virus or whatever it is. There's, there's something like a, like a weird agenda they're trying to push across, isn't there? Well, you know, that was the, the reason I started talking about this was and it was way back last July. Now, if I don't know if you remember, last July things were opening up. Yeah. And the Scottish government put in a background music ban. Now they banned now it doesn't matter if you were walking in a pub, a restaurant, or a bar or a style bar or a cafe or a Starbucks, you weren't allowed to have background music because you said, you know, that makes you talk louder and it spreads the virus. And uh, nonsense. So I got annoyed about this. And um, I, I posted something online about it. I said, I think, do you not think this is going too far? The abuse yeah. I got, like 60% of people were saying, she's trying to save lives. You're lucky you're open at all. And I, I really, and that's why I, I ended up having to make a video because I, I went to my video and said, look, I'm just asking a question. I work in a bar and I know that when you put music down, because I know this, when, when you put, music down at the end of the night to get everyone out of a bar, they all start talking louder. And yeah, we know this yeah. as operators. If you go into, if you go into some Weatherspoons without music, the, the noise of people speaking is quite intense if it's got a low roof and they, they like high roof buildings. We know this. And uh, it's, there's an actual there's actual science behind it. So we were involved in an acousticologist report where we actually submitted science to the uh, Scottish government and they sat on it for three months before they allowed us to play background music. But that was the only time we've ever refused a regulation. We just kept doing it. I think, well, yeah. it was what, like I was at the, because I do events and like yeah. entertainment and stuff. And when people started saying, we need a lockdown, you're like, no one had even heard of a lockdown. Like they were saying it as if like, oh, it's the only option. You're like, two weeks ago, you would never heard of a lockdown. I, I do a lot of talks with the psychologist. And one of them was saying to me, we put ourselves in lockdown because they put the information out like, we either locked down or you're all going to die. What should we do? Well, we need to lock down. So the sort of like them behavioural psychologists churn the, the information yeah. out and then we put ourselves in lockdown. Oh, we need to lock down or we'll all die. And you're like, well, that isn't what's going to happen, is it? 
see when you um, look back now on what was getting reported then, and the pictures of the people in the hazmat suits picking up bodies from the street in China. Yeah. And there were headlines, like I remember one headline that said, um, Iran is building mass graves for the dead COVID people so big that you can see them from space. Yeah, yeah. There's all this, it's carnage. You, you know, we're about to see death on an unprecedented scale. And I can remember the guy, uh, the kind of, you know, the, the kind of health uh, health director up here, Jason, Professor Jason Leach, he went in the telly and he said, if we don't lock down right now, within a month, 10 to 15% of the population will be hospitalised. So, you, you know, here we are, seven months on, and, you know, the headlines are 12 died yesterday, you know, within, you know, now I'm not saying that's, you know, it's tragic that anyone dies, but we were talking about millions of people dying imminently. And yeah. now we're going, all oh, cases, I mean, there was a thing, there's a headline today, Omicron cases have increased tenfold in the past week. We've gone from nine to 99. Yeah, now, is that, yeah. Is that Omicron detected? Or is that Omicron, you know, I, I mean, I just question everything now. If they say to you, um, you know, unvaccinated people are the ones dying. Well, is that because they're so frail they can't get the vaccine? There's yeah. never that detail. I, I just don't know. And I'm not saying that's a fact, but uh, it's, it's something that makes me wonder, you know. I think when you start looking at it with different eyes, you know, like you start thinking, well, that's weird, isn't it? That's weird. Sitting down in a bar, you've got to you can take your mask off, but standing up and you're like, how does that make a difference? I've seen a scientist describe that, you know, where you sit down in a bar, you'll have had it, is having a, a certain bit in a swimming pool where you're allowed to piss. And that's the same logic, isn't it? You know what I mean? That, that's yeah. the exact same logic of heard, sitting in a bar, yeah. but you don't need your mask on. Yeah, I heard that logic the other day about masks as well. Like, imagine you piss your pants and your, your pants are full of piss, and you're walking about all day doing your shopping, putting your hands in your pockets, adjusting your pants, and touching things all the time. You're going to get piss germs and everything, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. And you take out your wallet, and it's covered in piss, and you go to pay with your card that's covered in piss. Things are going to get piss on it, you know, and these masks. I mean, we, we see it, I see a funny thing in the, the restaurant. Sometimes people forget the mask on the way to the toilet. They walk to and from the toilet like this. Yeah. I've seen it. And you've seen it, people pulling up the t-shirts. You're like, what's going on? I mean, I'm not, you know, the, the, the comparison with anti-maskers, you know, you always get called an anti-masker, right? Here's my stance on masks. My staff all wear masks. If any of them come to me and say, I'm finding it difficult to breathe with this thing, I say, you're an exemption then. I'm not going to mess with how you feel health-wise. So you don't have to wear one and they'll wear a lanyard or not. I've got a couple with asthma, but they'll wear them. If I walk into my work, I wear them because I don't want to seem arrogant. Yeah, yeah. But the, the problem I've got with masks, you always get, I mean, you listen to like James O'Brien or something like that, and he'll say, you know, on LBC, and he'll say something like, what's the problem putting on a mask? Just put it on. That's not my problem. My problem is not me putting on a mask on a stream. My problem is this. When retail was allowed to open and hospitality was kept shut, we were told it's because mask wearing is not possible in hospitality while you're eating and drinking. So yeah. we were told that that was the difference between being open and closed. So I want to see hard data. I want to see a really open debate on mask efficacy from scientists that really know, but we don't seem to get that. 
Well, you got told you by know? Dr. Hillary and all these other lunatics on the telly, don't wear a mask. The droplets will just go right through. Don't make a di- they won't make a difference. You had the health minister for the UK and that come out for weeks and months, didn't they? And then they, they went, use a mask. And you thought, oh, what, what, why? What happened? And you think, well, I, I, it, they never really come at you with any information, did they? They just said, oh, just, just wear a mask. And you thought, well, yeah, why has it changed? The science has changed. I've heard yeah, you heard yeah. that one. The science has changed. Well, actually, when you look at it, we've now got a higher infection rate in Scotland than, you do, than they do in England. Yeah. Same as Ireland, same as Wales, and we're the only country that have the mask. And, and then England put the masks on. Is that going to make a difference? Probably not. Oh, well, not just that. It's how people like it's how people like people say if you're getting surgery, they have a mask on. You think that's a sterile environment. The hands getting a one-use mask out your pocket for the hundredth time, just putting yeah. it on as you walk in. I just don't think you can compare them. You know what I mean? It's some people will go in the garage and just do that. <laughs> And no, no one bats an eyelid, but if he doesn't do that, it's like, oof, dangerous. I, I, actually, I actually had a post taken down on LinkedIn, and I was I was talking about all, all the mental things, the, 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 the most ridiculous examples of safetyism, and it got taken down. Yeah. Well, I think my top five, but amongst them were, I was I, I'd booked a, a trip for my wife to Italy last year, and um, I didn't think it was going to get to go, but as it happened, when the trip came round, it was for her birthday, Italy was off the list. So we went to Italy for a couple of days and came back. So I got over there and I had the cloth mask on, you know, one of these ones, a bit more comfortable. I've got a ah, yeah, massive yeah. head, right? I'm six foot five, I've got a big head. And I was wearing it on the way there, no problems. And then on the way back, we're about to get on the plane and the guy goes, you, that mask's not good. You need to get a proper one from the shop. So I went to the shop and I got the only mask that was on sale there, which looked like a medical mask and I put it on. It was one of these kind of coloured masks, but ah, still yeah, a yeah. medical one. And he goes, no, no, you can't get on the plane. Next thing I know, there's security on me. See, you can't get on the plane with that mask. It needs to be a medical grade mask. So I went into my bag. I had like my magazine, my book and everything. And I, I managed to find this medical mask that I'd had that I'd taken off because it had a hole in it. And I yeah. put it on and they said, right, you can get on the plane now. Then the other one was, I was... I was we, I was working throughout lockdown, right? And I was, I, I was going, I was on the train, and I was the only person on the train every day. So I get on the train one day, and there's a big guy at the other end. He's, a, you know, ticket collector. So I'm on the train. I'm at the other end of the train. I've not put a mask on. I see this guy get up, put on a mask. Every guy, and he walks up to me. He's got his mask on, and he goes. So as he walked towards me, I put my mask on, and he goes. You keep on your I said, what did you say? And he went, you need to keep on your mask. And as he said it, he pulled it down. I mean, you need to keep that mask on. I'm like, well, we're, all, we're all just acting like lunatics. These oh, people that, that, driving about in their cars with masks on by themselves. It's, just, it's like a, the train from Carlisle to Glasgow, if you're on that, because Scotland had a mask mandate, England didn't. So when you go over the border, Carlisle, there's an announcement on the the on the train saying, please now put your masks on. Sat with the same people you've just been sat with all the way from London or wherever you've been for hours and hours. But now, got to whack that mask on. And like you can see people like, yeah, no worries. And you thought, it's just insanity, this, isn't it? You just think, well, what's we, the point in this? We went down to London a couple of weeks ago and the wee guy, the professor, Jason Leach, who's like our version of Chris Whitty, but he's not Chris Whitty as an epidemiologist. I think this guy's a dentist, right? But he's yeah, he's been a spokesperson for public health in Scotland. And I get on the train and I've said stuff about him online and stuff. 
And I got on the train and I look at my train number ticket and he sat across from me. So I thought, I'm not going to sit. It was actually quiet, the train. So I was sat with my family and we were dotted around the carriage anyway, you know, that way you book tickets. So I thought, we'll just sit over here and I'll leave him alone. But it was funny listening to this, the staff say to him, this is a guy that helps influence the policy. And they said, you, you know, you, we're not allowed to drink on trains. Alcohol's banned from trains because of COVID in Scotland. But it's not in England. So this is a train down in London where you can buy cans of beer. And, um, you know, the woman went up to him and said, so you've got to keep your mask on until you get to Carlisle. You can take your mask off when you get to Carlisle and you can order alcohol when you get to Carlisle. And he's just going, okay. I thought, how stupid. And he's taking his mask off to drink his tea and his coffee and have his lunch. And then he's putting it back on again and the same people are sitting in front of him doing the same. And the staff are taking their masks off when they get to Carlisle. And it was just, you think, are you not looking at this thinking, this is ridiculous? You know, you're not sitting there going, God, I've created madness here. Is it not clicking? Is it not sinking in? Well, that, that, that's a bit like, there's, there's so many aspects of it where you just look and you think, I honestly thought the staff, am I going mental or am I, am I just seeing something different than, because that many people just on board with it, weren't they like, oh, and if you mentioned anything, if you said like, fishing like fishing wasn't safe at the start was it and someone said well it's two people catch the same fish further down the bank and they cough on that fish and you're like are you really saying that that's an option people look at you like why do you want grandmas to die like why because two people caught the same carp you're like jesus christ but that's (laughs) a sort of madness and like you say people driving around in a car with a mask on on their own with a pair of gloves on like how many times you say that you i feel like knocking on the window saying hey you're just a hazard on society do you know what i mean like how scared yeah. must you be? They must just sit there, watch BBC and that, and think, Jesus, we're all going to die. And after 18 months, I always think, you must start thinking, it hasn't killed all the people I know. It hasn't killed all my family. It's been 18 months. Everyone's had it. It's maybe yeah. not the Black Plague. Like, don't get it yeah. wrong, people do die of it. It's like flu. Oh, I don't think anyone yeah. realised people died of flu. I used to make the comparison. People like, stop making the comparison. It's nothing like flu. You're like, yeah, yeah, killed about 28,000 people a couple of years ago. No one give a shit. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I've got... 100 staff, right? And probably more through the doors over the period. And this is what I'm always saying. I'm saying, look, we've we've worked. I mean, my full-timers will spend, in a bar, a restaurant, will spend, you would have to go to a bar or a restaurant five times a week, six, sorry, six days a week, five times a day to spend as much time in a bar or restaurant as one of my staff, right? Yeah. Serving thousands of people. And they're all alive. And the families are alive. We had the biggest irony is we have one person that got ill from COVID, like quite bad, had to go on oxygen and the whole team. And that person was off for two weeks over Christmas because they decided they were going to isolate so they could see their family at Christmas. And they did that for two weeks, got together with a family and came down ill with it the next day. And their family were all fine. All the old people in this person's family were all absolutely fine. And this person ended up in hospital. Just weird stuff like that. But all my all my team are just, you know, they've, they've done their tests. They've all had it. Now, they've all got their jabs. They're all fine with it. They're cracking on and they're not scared anymore. But I think we've come, we, we, we you know, it was this kind of journey I went on where we locked down for a few weeks, my venue. And then, and I mean, I, I did it voluntarily. I did it before the lockdown was announced, the day before because a few of us had COVID. A few of us right, had this thing. Right. I, mean, I had it and it, it laid me out for a couple of days. And then I lost my sense of smell for two weeks. And 
you know, I was in two minds whether to open back up again because I'm seeing all the staff feel unsafe. Am I doing the wrong thing? Am I going to look greedy? But we opened for takeaway. We were one of the first yeah, restaurants yeah. in Glasgow to do it. First bloody day, John, 700 people turned up. A crowd. Yeah, yeah. I was like that. I'm getting the, I'm getting the jail. I'm going to be on GMTV, Piers Morgan going, who is this maniac, this irresponsible nutter? I'm going to be in the front page of the sun. I'm going to crucify. I'm going to be public enemy number one. But we kept them queued outside, two metres distance between them and all the rest of it. And, uh, you know, you were saying to people, it's going to be three hours before you get your food. And they were going, yeah, fine. I've got nowhere to go. That's fine. And then after that, we did an online ordering. But the, the point I'm making is, we've been through this phase of trying to get all our staff back and they've been scared. They've been yeah. reluctant. They've been worried. And now they're just like, you know, I think we are further down the line mentally. And that's what I think people forget that the ones that are scared, we were like you then one time. At one point, we were all like yeah. that. And something's happened. We've seen something that we can't unsee. And it all just looks ridiculous. You know? Well, it, it, it's just like, like, is there anyone under 60? Or in, like, like, they keep saying lockdown unvaccinated. Why don't you lock down over 60s? You'll drop that death rate by 99.999%. You know what I mean? Like, if we're bothered... But I just don't think we are that bothered. Like I think we've lost five thousand beds from last year, so we've lost five thousand NHS beds from last year. We've got five thousand people in hospital this year at the moment with COVID, and half of them aren't in there with COVID. That's what people don't realise. Your class yeah. is an inpatient. Just say I break my leg, go in. I'm getting it reset, and I fill a, a test on the way in. I am classed as an inpatient. And yeah. I think around about fifty percent of COVID like people in hospital are classed as that. And that's why yeah. you've got so many people at end of life who catch it before they die and they go down as a COVID. I've had relatives that definitely died as someone else, but they've gone down as COVID because of COVID yeah, in hospital sort got, of thing. Yeah, we've had that as well. With people I know, that's been the case. Um, but yeah, so it is, there's all that stuff. And I, try to, I try to stay away from all that stuff. I just try and stick to the fact that, but you, you can't help getting dragged into that question. Yeah. You know, you always get it thrown in your face. You know, sometimes you're saying, you know, you'll say something like uh, the background music band or the Scotch Egg Room is ridiculous. And then people go, 140,000 people have died, mate. And you go, I, I know, but I'm not really, I'm not talking about how many have died from flu in the past five years, you know? No one has you a know, clue. That's what I mean. Like, how how many people die a day? In England, it's roughly in winter, it's about 1,600 people. So if there's 1,600 Aye. people, I, I just think it's disrespectful for the other. Like, they'll put 80 people died of COVID a day. Like, what about the other? 1520 are we going to find out oh they died and I, I think it would give people a little bit of understanding about the death rates because i don't i still think people think covid's the biggest killer on the planet like if you talk to people oh, yeah, 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 some yeah. people like do you mind it's the biggest killer on the planet like it's not even close do you know what not i mean cancer close. and that are killing 500 yeah. a day it's just weird yeah i mean and then you always get that one don't you cancer's not contagious mate oh, you can't spread cancer and you're like, no, I, I'm not talking about that, but you do have to appreciate the amount of money that we've spaffed on this if we've opened more cancer wards. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Better cancer screening services. Then how many more lives would we have saved? You know, it, it, it becomes a bigger question about how much money we're spending on this. Um, that's the big one for me because, you know, the, ex the excuse for, you know, reducing the NHS has always been there's no magic money tree till this thing came along. Oh, that's um, like track and trace. Does that make a difference? Like, can we just sack that? That's how many billion does that cost? 40 billion 30, or something like 37 that. 37 billion, and it's being dismantled. 
and it was it, it, it was not fit for purpose. I mean, we we had a, we, we used to report everything to track and trace. Yeah. And it was literally, right, who served them? Uh, this person. Okay, where were they sat? They were sat there. Who else brought the food to them? This person. Okay, who, who were they working? They were working in this bubble. Tell them all to get tested, which was stuff we were doing anyway. But it got to the point where we were registering. I'll, I'll give you an example. We actually, there, there was a situation. I've got a bar called Thundercat Pub and Diner in Glasgow. And um, we had five members of the kitchen team test positive at one time. So we kind of looked at it and it was like one tested positive, then another, then another, then another, then another all in the space of a few days. And um, we said, look, we're, we're, this is pretty grim. We don't know who else has got it. We don't know how many of the front house staff have got it. We need to shut the restaurant. So we shut the restaurant and then another two said they'd tested positive. So we said that went from a week to a 10 days. We just said, right, let's get this out of the way. It was about two weeks we shut the place for. And um, we just did that and then got everyone back and reopened. But the we have reported it to Track and Trace immediately. By the time we were reopened, Track and Trace got in touch. So we've been shut two weeks and they were it was that, for whatever reason, their inefficiencies, the fact they were too bogged down, it wasn't until two weeks later that they got in touch with us and said, well, what did you do? And we said, well, we shut the restaurant. All right, that's fine. And, you know, that's what you're paying 37, you know? Uh, and 37 billion, I think, for the app and the whole service and the whole setup and the whole logistics of it. But it was, it, it was crazy. And then we found out, so this is the Scottish government had um, basically introduced something where they said, if you have to isolate, you get a positive test, you get a £500 grant. Right. So we right. found out that most of those people that said they got tested were lying and they were chasing the grant. So, you Wouldn't know... You've gone around, yeah, that's... Like, if you say so you had one shift that week... And we found out a bunch of these 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 people are laughing. Now they're away, they're away, you know, so they've clearly done that. They've gone out and got other jobs or they've got it. They've got the 500 quid and then they're off, you know? Um, so it's one of those things, you know, it, it, that turned out to be a situation where a couple of people had actually tested positive and then the rest thought, oh, got the opportunity to get a £500 grant here. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's like, it's almost like they're doing everything to get the numbers up. Nicola Sturgeon's on about cases again today, but her deputy, John Swinney, said, you must test yourself every time you leave the house now. Yeah, yeah. So you do the school run, test yourself. Walk the dogs, test yourself. Do the shopping, test yourself, go to work, test yourself, go and meet your friend, test yourself. Why, why you know? would you want it higher? That's what I always say. Since the start of it, it felt like they were like, oh, within 28 days. Like, have we ever done an illness where we test from, like, you go down as a death from 28 days? There's a guy in New Zealand, is it New Zealand, who got shot with a shotgun? Yeah. And he's gone down as a COVID death because he tested positive earlier in that month. And he's, because he's gone down as a COVID death, I'm sure his lawyer or something like that is trying to, Played the case well it's attempted murder because he hasn't murdered him because he's died of covid and that's how yeah. mental you're going to get aren't you if you're going to start going down this route well that's it, it we know we know that we get false positives as well yeah so you know i've got staff that have and the lateral flow is a nightmare because you can forge it you know you can fake it oh kids did that in school didn't they? if you put fizzy pop on it, it comes yeah. in positive See in Scotland. You you live in England or do you live in Scotland? I in Cumbria, just on the border, really. You're in Cumbria, right? So um, we um, 
in, in Scotland, we had a... What was I talking about there? Just lost myself. Uh, the lateral flows. Yeah, so, yeah. In Scotland, they came up with this idea that they were going to start opening up, but they were going to do it by council area. And they decided there were two councils. There was us, Glasgow, and another council area up north. Can't remember which one it was. But they, they kept everywhere shut in these two council areas. So we were Glasgow City. So it meant pubs were shut in Glasgow City. But because that's right on the border with Rutherglen, there was one point where you could go to that pub, but you couldn't go to the one across the road because it was yeah, in a different yeah. council area. And you had all this insanity going on. You know, this thing, this virus that's found its way from China, right? And has managed to get into Australia despite them cutting themselves off from the world. It's going to be all right if you shut the pubs in Rutherglen, but keep them open in Glasgow City Council. It was mental, right? And um, the other, I can't remember the other the other council area, it'll come back to me, that they kept shut. But it turned out that every single case, because cases were so high, it was all in one school. Hundreds of kids had worked out a way to set off these lateral flow tests. And they shut it. So, and it was actually a friend of mine had a hotel up there that went to the government and went, look, you've kept all the hotels shut because all the kids are skiving off school by submitting fake lateral flow tests. Remember at school? I can remember at school putting your head against the radiator before your mum checked your temperature. You know, oh, I mean, I'd have been all over this. I'd, I'd have probably discovered it. Do you know what I mean? There would have been kids like... Yeah. How, how easy would that be thinking, oh, test this week? Oh, God, I've just got a dry cough, Mum. I don't know what it is. I'm just getting the temperature. Oh, God, he's got That's cook. That. You know what I mean? It'd be easy to do. I mean, I know, you know, how many, think of all your mates, right? And I'll give you an example. of that. Those chefs I was talking about, say you're 19 years old, you're earning yeah. 400 quid a week, and you're getting, if you fake this test, you've got, you think you're going to get a 500-pound grant your 400 quid a week will probably turn into a 300 quid furlough or something like that. Yeah. And, yeah. and you're going to have a bloody great time. You're going to go for that, aren't you? Well, that, that was a problem. At this... of, everyone's desperate for a chef, so you do a couple of cash in hand jobs. Yeah. yeah. That, that was a yeah. problem at the start, wasn't it? People who were getting paid. Like, if it was me, if I still work for someone, I totally get it. It was summer. Oh, I think a hey, uh, dangerous virus here. Uh, I think I need to spend a lot of time in the guard with Moretti sunbathing. Do you know what I mean? And I totally get that. But like, I don't think people had much empathy, uh, empathy for people that were getting paid. Like, I'm in entertainment. You got nothing. You got a grant off the government, which was, you know what I mean? It wouldn't yeah. even pay the cans I was getting each week. So you, yeah. there was a yeah, lot of people in different get, boats. Yeah. Like everyone's in a you different boat. Over big time. The, the, yeah. You guys, the entertainers, the 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 events organisers, yeah, self-employed absolutely horrendous and you know it should have just been a case of if you're in that position you get a grant and this is what it is per head yeah you know yeah full stop you know let's make it equal no one's working everyone's getting money let's make it relevant to that you know that's the thing and i know plenty of people in your position that were able to show their tax receipts but still yeah. you know no no to no avail you just just left hung out to dry. It's nonsense, you know? And I think the thing that really gets me is we I have a pal and um he uh he 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 did an initiative. He's got a cafe, his name's Arthur, and he did an initiative where he decided to feed people that needed it. Yeah. And I mean we gave him a hand a few times. And I remember there was this woman, Julie, she lives in a high rise just down the road from me. And this is a woman, 
she had a husband was violent towards her. He was a drinker. So when lockdown happened, he was in the house all the time, beating her up, knocked her teeth out. She's terrified for the kids. She takes her two, two small kids um, and then she gets put up in a high rise, an emergency disgusting place, issues with her benefits because of the whole thing where she's registered to, couldn't get any, no other family to get money from. And we were taking this woman food all day and she's stuck up this high rise with two kids with nothing but a TV channeling and all this stuff about this killer virus. Absolutely terrified. You think put Nicola Sturgeon or Boris Johnson or, yeah. you know, Chris Whitty or whoever it is, put them in that position. And I know, you know, people say, oh, you know, you need to go to a COVID ward. But, you know, I got, I got a, a message from a nurse, an ICU nurse. And um, we actually did a, a, we called it a protest. It was a, a protest. Uh, we called it Eat Out to Reach Out. It was during the kind of one of the lockdowns. And she sent me a message just saying, look, we are now outnumbered, outnumbering COVID patients are attempted suicides, attempted overdoses. You'll yeah. never hear about them. They're not yeah. measured statistically anywhere. People doing drug overdoses, elderly with lack of access to care, broken hips, falling over. And we did this um, uh, protest eat out to reach out. So obviously we weren't allowed to trade. But under all the rules, if you were giving out food to the needy, you could invite people into a building and feed them. Yeah. So we filled the restaurant a couple of times, all socially distanced. We all did it right. The police turned up, tried to find out if we're doing anything. No money was changing hands. It got loads of publicity. But see some of the stories you got, man. Yeah, yeah. Rim, you know, and it was typical stuff. You lose your job. You can't, someone in your family's cancer treatment gets stopped like triple, quadruple whammies. You know, you've got a child with autism. They can't get any care. They're going absolutely mental in the house. It was just massive amounts of stuff going on. And all these politicians just completely oblivious to it. And that's what made me angry. And that's, you never hear about any of that. Well, you, you know? meant to do an impact assessment. Governments, if they do an initiative for things like that, should be an impact yeah. assessment. So if this happens, this is going to be the data. And we knew, like the cancelled, is it 750,000 cancer treatments or appointments have been missed? all like mental health with kids and that is for the roof suicide but like you say no no one ever mentions that they're sort of like oh well we've got to do this we don't sweden didn't do it there's loads of other yeah. countries look at african like pakistan and all these countries where they're all clubbed together they've done better than us so yeah. st people still think these regulations helped in some weird perverse way Listen, whereas you know truth I, say I think, it doesn't i think that you know if you're going to do a hard lockdown and everyone obeys it yeah, you're gonna you're gonna stop a virus spread, and that's a fact. Um, but here's the thing: the longer it went on, the the more disobedience there was. And and I mean, one of the things I'm here in this area, Clyde Bank, and I was speaking to a local taxi operator, someone that runs taxis, yeah. and he said to me, Michael, we see during lockdown, the last one, the winter one there, last um, sorry, the one, yeah, yeah, the one just there, said um. We have never been busier between 8 p.m. and 8 a.m. in the morning, Thursday to Sunday. And yeah. it's kids going party to party, house, house party to house party. And I was talking to one of my other, my, my staff the other day, and I said, I said, I'm disappointed in your generation. I said, we, we kind of jokingly, I said, we, we, you know, we'd have been doing illegal raves if this happened back this to, to us back in the 90s, raves everywhere. 
And he turned around to me and he went, he's a musician. He went, well, where are you? you just don't know about them. You're too old. Well, I, I like younger generation. When I was younger, I got my teeth knocked out in rugby, got these two knocked out. Right. And I was at, I, I wouldn't miss a night out. I, I went out without front teeth. And that was just one Saturday. I wouldn't stop in one Saturday. And that yeah. was old. And that was like trying not to smile. Like, hello, hey guys, like that. And I can't imagine having eight months taken out of your life, a year, when you're like that 18 to 24 stage, when you're going out all the time. And imagine being a single lad, living with your mum and dad at that age, like Saturday night, what we're doing. Oh, there's a celebrity cheer song. You think, fucking hell, what a Saturday this is. Do you know what I mean? And I, I felt sorry for them. It's like holidays and things. It's coming up two right. years, isn't it, that... It is a hassle to go on holiday now. We went to Croatia and you've got to do the test before you go and yeah, test when yeah, you come back. Too. And it costs a little bit more money. And people that are on a budget think maybe Benadorn 300 quid, put another 150, 200. They're not going, are they? Do you know what I mean? That, that's I the difference. It's going to become a posh person's pursuit, I think. Yeah. If it carries on like it is. Yeah. And I just think, I think that, you know, whatever, going back to what I was saying, you know, you can, if you do a hard lockdown, yeah, but see all these little restrictions they've put in place, I really do believe they've done nothing. No. And the further you go down the line, they, they, they're, they're actually counterproductive because you're just pushing people into illegal raves. The, the figures are out in the last lockdown, there were 14,000 gatherings, raves or house parties broken up by police Scotland. That's just Scotland. Yeah, yeah. That's the ones we know about. You know, you, you can guarantee they were going on. I know they were going on all the time. My son, who's 16, got involved and he just got bored. I wasn't going to stop him. He started no. organising a, a, a football tournament with other kind of areas. And it was getting broken up by meat wagons, like as if it was some kind of massive drugs bust or something. It was horrendous, you know, and it was in the front page of the papers. Kids playing football outdoors. And I mean, we had a thing up here where um, Rangers won the league for the first time in 10 years. And there were thousands of people came, you know, they had a big march, you know, peak lockdown. Yeah. They said, this is going to cause a spike. Never did. No. You know, so quite clearly, people aren't catching this thing outside. No, you know? no. Plus, if you've catched it once, like Chris Whitty and that, their original idea, which has been the original idea for every pandemic ever, apart from 2021, is to lock away the vulnerable or people that are going to get affected by it and everyone else gets it because I think there's only 1% of people on this planet that have got it twice. Do you know what I mean? So if I've had it once, yeah. that gives you some immunity in that and just do it that way. It's like if we didn't lock down, maybe after that first summer, there'd be more immunity going into that winter. It might have caused more deaths. If it, looking at it, like you look at Sweden, now they just keep dropping down the death toll because they've got that much immunity because they never shut down and things. Same with Africa and other countries. And you'll, it, it, it's just because there was only one science allowed. That was the way, because science doesn't mind being questioned, does it? But a lie no. hates being questioned. I think that was the problem where you had like, it wasn't like some uh, some conspiracy guy on the internet. It was like epidemiologists from Oxford, Cambridge, telling you this is what you should do. And then you've got like, uh, you, you made uh, Dr. Hillary or Dick, Dr. Hilarious, that's something someone called him the other day, online well, saying, Hillary. well, this is, this is what we should do. And you just think, yeah. really? Because there's an epidemiologist from Oxford saying this is a terrible idea. But they, I think because the media and the government, I think the government spent like £350 million on advertising their yeah. narrative. And it's very hard to go past that because you seem like a bit of a nut, don't you? Yeah. Like you, You'll have had it on yeah. LinkedIn. People message you like, do you want to kill grandmas? You're like, no, no, I just want to earn some money. I've not been at work 17 months. Everyone well, else is working. It. The, the encouraging thing there is, like I said to you earlier, I used to get so much abuse 
it's literally like two percent now yeah like i wouldn't yeah. even say that i mean you would see that if you read any of the comments and you know it's an, you know my page is open um and I, I just keep it on on linkedin i don't do it in anything else. i don't really partake in any other social media um much you know but it's really flipped massively yeah. so i think people really are fed up and well, just, at the start you're like a flat earther weren't you felt like a flat earth guy at the yeah, start yeah, yeah, you're yeah. Like, oh, i don't believe this people even like your friends and that were like fucking is he having a bad do and then like now like you say now it's all like i have always thought that thought, no you didn't at the start i think yeah. you called me a nutter or you know what i mean whereas yeah. everyone's i think it's with the vaccines and that and the passports because everyone knows a vaccine passport doesn't help look at germany look at france if you've got that if you've got the vaccine you still pass it on so that's a scary no thing sense. here it's a scary thing we have a we have a very 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 authoritarian government here in scotland yeah, now you do yeah i'm i'm, I'm not going to get into the independence debate or any of that stuff and i'm not bigging up boris or anything like that uh, because that's the first thing they do they go you go oh you don't like this government that means you, you you're a tory you know yeah. it's just it's used as a slur yeah. um and you know the government themselves do that but they're very very authoritarian and for me personally i'm a i'm obviously a bar owner they're extremely anti-alcohol yeah um you know nicola sturgeon's gone on record saying we've got a problem that in, in Scotland where we associate alcohol with having a good time and we associate it with having a shit time. And she she used the word shit because she was getting interviewed by GQ and she was trying to be down with the kids. But um, she she said that. And then you look at the people around her. Now, I don't, I, I don't, you know, I've got mixed religions in my family and, you know, we're a big melting pot of everything, mixed race, mixed religions, mixed everything in my family. And, um, so I don't have any issue, but nevertheless, these are the people shaping alcohol policy. So you get Nicola Sturgeon, who has openly said she hates alcohol, teetotaler. Yeah. You've got Kate Forbes as the finance minister. Her family were missionaries for the Free Church of Scotland that believes getting drunk is an immoral activity. Professor Jason Leach, the chap that I um, mentioned to you earlier, is a devout Baptist Christian that believes alcohol is immoral. And the, the other big health advisor to the Scottish government is um, uh, Debbie Schroeder, who's always on GMTV. She kind of talks an American accent. Um, I think she's Indian heritage. And she's written papers that, probe, you know, we, we need to wipe out alcohol the same way that we're trying to do it with tobacco. You know, we're, yeah. you know, no advertising, you know, handle it the same way, warnings in the bottles, let's drive it down worldwide. And, you know, they're very, very anti-alcohol. So, you know, for someone that's into Scottish independence, what, what does that say for the, the Scottish whiskey industry? What does that say for the booming Scottish brewing and distilling industry? All these wonderful gins that we've got, these brilliant exports and great products and marketing and stuff that we can do. What does that mean if you want to wipe that out? You know, we're to, we're, we, we did minimum pricing alcohol policy in, in Scotland and it's, it's actually driven alcohol deaths are up. It's, I don't know why, you know, it's more to do with the socioeconomic side That's of things. That's all it's about, isn't it? People become alcoholics for a reason, don't they? Like, yeah. it's, it's if you're out of work because of whatever and you're depressed, your wife's left you, that's when you pick yeah. up the bottle, isn't it? It's not because it's 10 pence more expensive now. You're like, oh, I'm not being an alcoholic anymore. Oh, I'm out. Not right. paying 10 pence. I'm going to sort my life out. Oh, it's, it's normally circumstances, isn't it? People fall into these paths. Listen, I remember most of my pals when I was younger would get into weed or drugs because it was a lot cheaper than 
um, you know, when when ecstasy and stuff became really cheap, yeah. that would be the, a lot of the guys I used to know ended up going down that road. And that's because it was much cheaper. You know, they could take a pill and it was cheaper than 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 going out and having a few pints. And, you know, drug, Scotland is the drugs death capital of Europe. Yeah, We've got okay. more drugs death and, and possibly any other country in the world. And it's going up. We had a record year last year. And you know, a lot of your drug deaths would have gone down to COVID. Yeah. So yeah. it's probably more than that. Um, so, you know, we've got much bigger problems here than people opening nightclubs and bars. And the irony of it is, I was involved in nightclubs for years. I've got friends that are still involved in that scene. And they'll tell you the same. See, like, like even your generation, you're younger than me, but your generation, the rugby thing, the drinking and going out, that's yeah. all going. You know, Jeez, if, you, yeah. you, if you want to, um, I was talking to a guy that owns a student venue in Glasgow and he said, it's a nightmare now. You get the, all the big rugby guys in, like you used to, but they're all coming into pool, but they're on the water because they've got a gym the first thing in the morning. You know, these rugby players are training 30 hours a week and stuff like that. In Insta it's the Instagram world, isn't it? It's, it, it? it's weird though, because before like Facebook and I come out, I'd say there was about 15 photos that existed of me. And then you start getting tagged in on photos on Facebook. Like people put a photo on you, like I look like I'm having a stroke and I'm overweight. You're like, this needs to. So I, I totally get it for a younger generation. They're probably like having to look a little bit better than they normally do. But no, it is a bit more pretentious. Not pretentious. It's, it's, I went to a beta on a stag do about three years ago. And it is that generation that's a little bit more. They care a little bit more. Like you say, when I was younger, you'd go rugby and that, and you'd have maybe one pair of shorts and older or two pairs of shorts going out in dress pants and Ben Sherman dress shirt. Like now, that would be, you'd be a social pariah, wouldn't you, if you just didn't take that yeah. much care in your parents and stuff. But yeah. it, it, the, the vaccine passport thing, it's just, I, I always bang on about it because I feel like that would just kill its stone dead. Do you know what I mean? I feel like that. I personally think it's towards China. I don't know if you've seen much about the point system in China. They have oh, something yeah, you've yeah, got to yeah. get in. I think we're just heading towards that. I think it's like in Italy, they call it a green pass, don't it? It's not a COVID pass, yeah. it's a green pass. I mean, I mean, you remember you remember that fiasco last year when they were trying to get, I can't be bothered going into the details, but it was, it was to do with the Brexit legislation and they were all getting kept late in the House of Commons Yeah, until all hours. And it's because they couldn't decide on a vote. And, you know, for you got a picture of these ca these cabinet ministers, prime ministers, Boris. This is a wet dream for them. See, yeah. being able to just sit there and dictate policy, and only get drawn on one thing. You know, they can get away with murder while everyone's myopically focused on this one issue. It's a little bit like what the SNP have done with independence, very blame culture thing. Blame down south, keep blaming them, keep talking about how bad they are. And, you know, the key performance indicators for the SNP and the Scottish government are not, not good reading. Everything from health to education is not good. All the things that matter. Um, and, you know, I think that this vaccine passport coming in, the power that they could have with that. That's the problem, isn't it? Like authoritarian power like that. It's like China. I seen an MMA guy. He beat up one of these Charlin monks who thinks he's the hardest person on the planet. MMA guy just went in, floored him, flogged him. Now we can't buy a house, can't fly, because his points his points just gone right down because of like the really? disrespect. But you have that. It's like you, you on social media in China, your points will go down. Just say I put a post and like, I don't agree with this policy. My points will go down. And if you go down yeah. low enough, I can't use transport, can't buy a house, they'll take your money off you. And 
like I always say to people, like, it won't go. We're nothing like China. And you're like, we're nothing. We're not far off. You got told that you've got to swipe a medical car to go in a nightclub. You know what I mean? It, it's building yeah. blocks, isn't it, towards something really mental, I think. Well, this is the thing. It's 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 all, you know, now a lot of people, more and more, it's you pay things with your phone. You're going to have your vaccine passport with your phone, etc. It's all becoming integrated. And it is actually happening at the moment. So, for instance, in Germany, with this mandate that's coming in, you can buy food without your vaccine post passport, but you can't buy toys. So yeah. it's 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 already becoming about what you can and can't buy. So you know, if we think we've got environmental issues, limits on what fuel you can order, how many holidays you can go on, yeah, um, how much you drink, how you know, and this is all potentially going to be controlled now. It's easy for them if, if, if they've already indoctrinated everyone into saying it's for the good of public health, you know, and say, well, John, you can't drink alcohol. You can't go more than five units of alcohol this week, John. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's what's happening. Or if you go to the doctor and they identify a problem, you're not allowed to do X, Y, Z. You don't know, you know. Well, I, I think it's tied in with global warming because on social media, there's only two things I come up with a little warning underneath saying, get your real information. And it's COVID and global warming. They're the only two. That yeah. You, you, like I could put some on about like, who wants to be in my Nazi party? I'm just starting the Nazi party. Fine. You're all right with that, John. You could say, oh, who wants to start up whatever? You're fine. But anything to do with COVID, it's all sort of like, COVID and like my auntie put on saying I was meant to be oh it was something like it's meant to be a nice weather today because it rained and you come up get your real weather information for it's just, just just me auntie saying she thought it was going to be a nice you know what I mean and I thought them two are the only two and like you say if he goes to a COVID pass then it goes to you can only fly once every two year you can only do so many miles yeah because people are like well I've had my vaccines I don't care about COVID pass oh but you've got to go to the gym five days a week oh i didn't agree with that well you give up your freedom to that first post don't you because if it implements in there's no going back is it? it's not like china yeah. can't turn around and say it's, we don't it, want it anymore yeah it's it's just opening the door to saying this is a government telling you what you can and can't do basically yeah. what, what they think you should be doing um and you know my, my big thing is always I mean, I mentioned you earlier, I've had COVID. Now, the amount of times I've been in contact with someone that's tested positive, come down with COVID, and I've had, and I, I have isolated a couple of times, but tested myself, negative, 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 no symptoms. Yeah. And, you know, the, the, this stuff about reinfection, it's just not happening. So why the hell should people like me be forced to go out and get one of these injections? I mean, I've got a family member in a hospice because she had uh, blood clots. Yeah, um, I know a couple of people like that, yeah. As a, as a result of, she, that's her now, she's debilitated, she can't speak, and she can't understand speech. Um, and, you know, if anyone in my family wanted to not get it on the basis of seeing what she's going through, they'd be well within their rights. Yeah. Just because of that. Now, I'm not going to tell anyone not to take a vaccine, but I'm not going to, I don't think anyone should it's like I, I did a post about it yesterday. If I'm telling you, you cannot come into my pub, and say I'm your local pub, and I'm telling you, you can't come in until you've had a jab, I am complicit in yeah. forcing you to get that jab. It's not my place. I'm a bar owner, you know? That's between you and your doctor. If you don't <laughs> want to get it, it's up to you to go to your doctor. Your doctor can assess you, tell you whether you're at risk. That's the way it should be. 
That's the way it's always been. It's been that way for a reason. Um, it's one of those things we've, we've really, really got to watch ourselves in this one because we're just going to open up something that's going to be very... Well, look how difficult it is to get them to give their emergency powers back. Oh, you're never getting them back, are you? It's like after 9-11, wasn't it? They went, oh, we, we need to snoop on all your emails and stuff because we don't this happening that's again. It. They've never come that's back, it. have they? We're out of Afghanistan now. We're still, we're talking, never come we're back. We're talking about this today, like that rule not drinking in trains, that's going to be forever in Scotland now. Yeah. That's in. That's never moving. They're not giving, The Scottish government have actually said they want to keep these emergency powers forever. Yeah. That's what they've asked for. You know, they've got the situation in Australia, which is going... I've got family in Australia. That is insane. Australia. I, I look at... Australia looks like a futuristic film. They've got, like... It's not a concentration camp, but there's people in army trucks taking you from your home against your will, putting you in somewhere that you're not allowed to leave. Three people escaped the other day from that concentration camp. I don't know if you've seen the news clip. They escaped. They shut all the roads off. They don't even do that if someone escaped from jail. And it was Why three people that had failed a COVID test weeks or a week before, but they'd passed it since. They weren't unhealthy or not like that, and they escaped. And they're treating it like you'd have thought Ted Bundy escaped. Do you know what I mean? Like, that yeah. was the levels of fee, and you're like, there's three people here that haven't got COVID have escaped. You're like, Jesus, is this... But we've, we've been through that. Remember, it's like when they keep you in this grip of fear, that, and they've managed to do that in Australia, they've just kept people in it. Yeah. And... Um, do you remember when the, the when the when they started saying the, the cases were appearing in the UK and it was like they were trying to hunt down the super spreader? Yeah, the super spreader. We don't know who he is. Find out who he is, and it was like real psychological stuff. You know, if you're going to be a super spreader, if you get this thing, you're going to kill lots of people. I mean, madness, you know. Like and, I, I, uh, I've, got, I've got cousins over there. Right, right. So uh, I mentioned you before. I've got, I've got lots of different religions in my family. Yeah, you know, my mum was Catholic. I went to Protestant school, um, but my dad was Jewish. But then he became an atheist when he was about fifteen. Uh, my grandma was on the other side was Protestant. But I've got Jewish people in the family. I've got one aunt that went away and married a Jewish guy, right? And he was quite religious. And his parents actually fled Nazi Germany. Yeah, uh, to move to London, um, just before it all kicked off, and he grew up there. And um, my cousin Naomi, his daughter, this guy that fled, Uncle Fred, is now uh, married to a guy whose parents met on Auschwitz, right? Like met in that camp. And so they're very, they're documentary filmmakers. They're very versed in this subject, and they're like, Michael, they said the one thing that you the question you always got to ask. It's the case of the Auschwitz guard. You don't ask, why did that guard end up like that? It's, how could I end up like that? Yeah. And we're already starting to get this rhetoric, comp you know, if you look back on, um, and this is coming, this is me based on a conversation I had with a Jewish person. So if anyone wants any mock outrage out there that I'm talking about, this is as bad as people getting gassed. I'm not, I'm not no. in any way saying it's as much as those horrors. I'm talking about the, the state of mind, how this comes into play. And, um, you know, all this stuff, the, the propaganda against Jews in Nazi Germany started by saying that they were spreaders of lice. And you can look it up online. There were posters made. Yeah, that's how, yeah. The cost in the government so much money, aren't they? They're the, that's yeah. why we're skinned. They were getting the blame for why they were skinned. That's it. So, so they were getting the way, and it's almost like this thing as well that's happening, seeing that the unvaccinated, telling lies, the unvaccinated, yeah. they're taking up the beds, the unvaccinated are the, 
the ones that are spreading this. It's based on propaganda. It is lies. Yeah. There's no two ways about it. So I'm not saying the atrocities match, but the methods used to create this division are the same. That, that, that's what I mean. Like not, not everyone has the time to look into stuff and things like they just maybe put BBC on for the night and they'll just hear some of these new clips. It's the unvaccinated keeping this pandemic going. And they'll be like, the bloody unvaccinated like that, aren't they? Instead of looking at the facts, the reality is most unvaccinated are young people. That is, they get COVID, it's a cold for the majority, do you know what I mean? Whereas that- the, the TV will have you thinking it's unvaccinated clogging up the hospital beds. Hospital isn't clogged, oh, I think. I mean, if, there's one, if there's one 25, 30-year-old, the cameras are all around that person's oh, bed. They're normally oh, obese as well, aren't they? They're normally, job, you know? Massive fat guy or something like that. I was perfectly healthy. And like all the comments underneath and stuff. It's just, it, it's like if I, I can remember when I got COVID and I freaked out a little bit, they sat for fucking hell. If I die, they'll make a right scene of it. They'll be like, oh, he was saying about this and and anti, because they always say anti-vaxxer. Like I'm not an anti-vaxxer or anything. I'm just I a common sensor. Go get it, fine. Yeah, okay. yeah. In fact, I would actually, if, if, do you know what? See if you're on, like you say, someone with health issues, obese problems, and someone say to me, I'm not getting, I'm not putting that shit in me. I'll say, mate, speak to your doctor. Yeah. That's what I'll say to them. I won't tell them to take a vaccine either, but I'll say, listen, speak to your doctor. You know, I've got a friend um, who's who's got some health problems in that sense, and I'm like, I will not hesitate to tell him, you know, I, you know, he's, are we getting his booster and everything? Fine, you know, I'm never ever going to talk anyone out of not taking a vaccine. It's like anti-vax, what does anti mean? Well, if you're anti-racism, you think the world would be a better place if there was no racism. Anti-vax yeah. is not someone that thinks that, and don't get me wrong, there are people out there that think it's some kind of depopulation thing. Um, I don't think that at all. Um, what I do believe, based on my own experiences, is that there are that the any adverse reactions are being played down. Yeah. And uh, in the interest of money, it's been pushed towards people that don't really need it. And it's it's effectively, you know, if you're talking about a vaccine subscription service, it's literally what it's turning into. I mean, there was the thing, who was it was saying today, next four or five years, Pfizer, someone from Pfizer was saying, you know, we're probably going to need boosters for the next four or five years. Now, it's an interesting thing that's going on at the moment with this. I don't know if you've been paying attention to it. I have. But it's almost as if the vaccine companies are all starting to pitch against each other. I've seen Pfizer have been like promoting AstraZeneca bad stories weren't there? Yeah. It's like, oh, there's blood clots with AstraZeneca. We're as safe as ours. I, th- I think I've seen that on Twitter. They've been get caught pushing that agenda, aren't they? that AstraZeneca wasn't safe. And then what's it, you know, we've got all these, we've got much less cases in Europe. I'm not a scientist, but you got to ask the question, why is that? Is it because we've got more immu- more natural immunity? Yeah. Is it because we're further ahead with the boosters? Or is it because they used AstraZeneca as opposed to what the other countries were using? Who knows? But why aren't they having those debates? That's a bit I like. Why, why, why not ask that question? It's, I hate it. I, I don't watch them uh, things anymore. At the start, you'd have Boris there 
and he'd have yeah. 10 people asking we should lock down early and it's never the questions you want asked do you like it's the same with jeremy vine in the morning i've, I've clicked oh. on that, made that mistake a couple of times and he'll have five people ringing in you think there should be more restrictions maureen yeah because i want to stay alive and it's always them type of people i'd love someone just to ring up once then you're all <clears> mental <throat> get on with your life if you want the vaccine get it if you don't just get on with it it's your choice it's like if loads of people die of heart disease i think it's like 400 500 a week it's like me saying I, I should have the right to knock greg's out of people's hands oh you don't need that do you know what i mean like it you, you you're yeah. in charge of your health aren't you really and if you don't yeah. go to the gym and that it's on you if you want to drink every night of the week it's on you but taking advice of someone selling you something like pfizer it's like a car salesman car salesman said it's the best car in europe why would he lie because he's making money out of it and it's the same with pharmaceutical companies and stuff that's like that. That's a really good analogy. I'm going to use that one. That's a cracker. But yeah, that's pretty much it. You know, it's there's a lot of money involved. We can't ignore that. There's got to be a debate around it. And that's what it should be. It's not happening. And uh, before we go, that that party that Boris had last year, I love these people are dead like, they, they were having parties last year. And you're like, oh, none you? of them followed. <laughs> I thought to me, no one followed that. They'll just be doing them press conferences right oh. into wherever they want to go. And Dominic Raab mm. made us laugh. He said something like, oh, we, we don't investigate things retrospectively sort of thing. Basically, it was a year ago. Let's just let it go. And he thought, how many bank robbers and stuff like that? I thought, tell you what, I thought, I thought, I thought they did do that. Because every crime's in the past, isn't it? Yeah. Unless you solve them before they happen, like the minority yeah, called Tom Cruise. you could see that about anything. But people, people are just shocked, aren't they? Like, they're just appalled. Like, I can't believe they had a party. Like, yeah, I can. You know what I mean? And, and it doesn't bother me yeah. one bit. I just, I'm one of them. Just, they wanted to have a party, it's on them, isn't it? But I think, well, that bothers... it, you know, there was a one, I think it was a Labour MP, and she was, um, she stood up and said, you know, I feel really unsafe because all these Tories are in the House of Commons with her. And she was at the Mobiles the other night, taking right. selfies, no masks, and Stormzy. Like yeah. Nicholas Sturgeon was the same. We had COP26, big environmental conference. We had 30,000 delegates come yeah. to this city. And we've just been told we've all got to work at home. And this was like a couple of weeks ago. 30,000 delegates from all over the world. And they were saying, oh, it's a bit dangerous. You all got to work at home. Piss off, you know? Well, I, I think that's, that's a good thing. Like you say, I think everyone's getting to that point now. or a bit like, nah, do, do as yeah. we say, but not as we do. And I, I think you do that yeah. enough. I think we'll be lucky in the UK because they haven't brought in the mandatory stuff. Like the other countries have done it a bit earlier in their thing. I think if they'd done it at the start of the pandemic, there'd have probably been me and some other lunatic in your cell that would have been like, we, we shouldn't do this. Whereas now, it, most people you talk to now are thinking, like it's like people have got the vaccines. Most people I talk to didn't get it for safety. It's like, I want to get a Benidorm. Got yeah. vaccines, so I'll go 10 weeks. I'd never heard anyone mention saying, I'm getting the vaccines because I don't want to die. No one under Nobody. a certain age it was just oh it'll just affect my life if it don't but a lot of people have had the first two next year you're gonna to have to have four according to uh, i seen some of the other day and it's gone up obviously it's gone up two in a year imagine in five years it might be weekly it might be daily listen they're gonna they're gonna i think they're gonna find it harder and harder to get more and more people to agree to that yeah you know because they keep saying about the numbers, don't they? Like, oh, yeah, 99.9%. But yeah. I talk to a lot of people that haven't had it. And you always think yeah. that they, they must, I must be just talking to the ones in that 1% or 10% or whatever. But yeah. I don't know. I think it could I be. Know. Yeah. yeah. It's almost as if I think that, you know, when, uh, when, when we go to war, there was always a thing like we're at war with the Germans. We must stop any 
pro-German stuff, or we, we uh, or you know, um, we must report this to, for the sake of national feeling. We must look like we're willing in this to, that that we're winning this war. We must always look like we're winning it. Keep the propaganda going so people don't get disheartened. You know, Britain's winning the war. Britain's going on. The thing is, a similar thing that's going on here. You know, we've always got to give the impression that we're winning this war because we're all doing our bit. We're all taking our jabs, no matter what the numbers are. I think that's probably well, what's going on. People made that analogy on Facebook and LinkedIn at the start, weren't they, saying this is our Second World War. There's people still yeah. alive from that Second World War. I bet none of them who stormed that beach at Normandy was sat on the sofa watching Netflix thinking, I tell you what, this reminds me of that Second World War. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> such a fucking stupid analogy for people like, yeah, oh, this is our yeah, war. And yeah, you're like, yeah. come on, you know. It's, it's, it's same with on social media with the takeaways, that virtue signal. Like, I've just ordered a local takeaway for my local because I care about the economy and business. You're like, well, are you up and thanked for this? You know what I mean? Like, oh, forget about the aid workers in Africa. This guy's just bought a kebab. Do you know what I mean? It felt such a winged <laughs> dynamic, wasn't it? It was always like, oh, I wasn't yeah. thanked for being a good person. I thought, we're through like that looking glass and mental, wasn't it, in that in the pan? It's not as bad now, but some bit of it, I just, I used to look at my phone. I'd never been on social media as much, and I used mm. to feel like just throwing it in the in the river, didn't you? I just can't look at oh, this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I keep mine off most of the day, you know, now see what's going on look at kind of favored sites for but i think post about it and then keep the phone off you know yeah yeah like a couple of times a day and just slay a couple of people that are talking absolute nonsense and that's it now well same with linkedin some of the messages meant i had an asian guy that said i'll promote your podcast spelt podcast wrong and then he said, hey, I had pretty eyes. And I thought, well, that's nice, isn't it? I just thought, you know what I mean? I just thought, what a weird, what a weird setup it is on LinkedIn. Because you've got like international sportsmen and yeah. just nutters. I mean, it's such a, a melting pot of people. But no, it's, it's, it's all right. But but cheers for coming on, Michael, anyways. And, oh, uh, pleasure. Hopefully, next time I'm in Glasgow, I'll, I'll be coming in. I'm, I'm up in Glasgow quite a bit, so I'll oh, make good. sure I come in. I, I'm a bit, a, a bit loud when I'm drunk, so just throw us out. Oh, you'll enjoy that. You'll fit in well. Redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.